Hello and welcome to the show that, despite the pleas of our families and friends, simply will not stop talking about D&D. So ready your spells and weapons, grab the shiniest set of your math rocks, and prepare for critical friendship. So today we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to be playing a little bit of a D&D improv game. Uh, we have written down some scenarios that we'll be role-playing through with the characters we created last episode. And well, we also have two our... episodes ago. Two episodes ago. You're right. So everyone, how do you want to do this? So we have our guests back this <laughs> this episode, Ariel and Heather. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're doing a little series here, if you can't tell, with, with these two guests. Um, so today, again, we're going to just do some improv games. Uh, we have some scenarios written down that I think will be quite fun. So let's let's get this started. We're gonna, we, do we want to talk about like some some basic ground rules for like role play of like, I mean, are there rules for role playing? A little bit, yeah. I mean, like is kinda, there kind of the kind of the are same there? kind of rules as there is for improv? Like, <laughs> don't step on other people's bits. Like, right, oh, their okay, thing. Like, okay. yes and yeah, yes you know. and you know stuff like that. Like, don't like like just because it's not going the way you wanted it to go doesn't mean you like crap all over the game right doing everyone else's well, fun like we're gonna be good life <laughs> yeah. like you know like let people have their fun and you don't have to like if you have nothing to say don't jump in and say something just for the sake of speaking like right let things flow i feel like the most important thing is everyone has their characters that are fun and quirky and weird and if one of your things steps on another person's weird thing be conscious of that or be gracious when somebody well, yeah. does step on your thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, don't be like, oh, well, now I can't do my step. Yeah. Like, okay, well. <sighs> do, your, do your thing anyway. Yeah, it's like, not a bad thing. Everybody gets to play the game. Like, like you're playing a warlock. <clears throat> I'm playing a warlock. You're not stepping on my thing. We're two different characters. Yeah, especially because you're playing like a solid warlock. Yeah. warlock <laughs> I just warlocked to better stab. Yeah. <laughs> going to roll to see who yeah yeah so uh let's do a quick roll to see who goes first um and this is to say who's who's dming this is this is to say who's dming so we need to decide a number for anyone i think your day would be one and two and okay oh yeah who gets the highest roll so why'd you pick the d4 ariel you didn't tell me 19, that. baby! I picked a D4 because there was four people. That 15. Are we adding our initiative modifier? No. No. Mine is terrible. You so, got a 19. So Blake got a 19, I got an 8, Ariel got a 9, and I Heather, got a 13. Heather got 13. I got a so, rock. Somebody, who is our forever DM, so it's <laughs> that it, is going to be the DM. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, three things to draw from here that are basically a uh, person, place, and then like an activity or something like that that's going on. And we're basically going to draw one from each of those and then set a scene and everybody's going to role play it. Right. It's, it's not fully exactly how it goes in Dungeons and Dragons because, of course, there's generally somebody who is the set dungeon master and... But, you know, we all wanted to be able to role-play our characters, so it'll be a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more fun and possibly more zany. Yeah. We'll have a good time. Like so. I said, this is this is more of an improv game version of our role-play um, that I think is just going to be a little fun game for us. So. so as Blake is picking out his scenario, uh, you guys excited? Yes. <laughs> and just so you all know it's literally like popcorn in a cup of different things for us to find out on the fly also real quick before before we start remind everybody who our characters are uh i'm playing joey esteros the 10 year old warlock i'm kaya i am a water genasi sailor druid in 30s uh, my name is Coach. That's the only name you get to know. Um, I'm a satyr, and I like to fight things. <laughs> and I am Compassion. He is a tiefling uh, paladin, mainly, uh, who's kind of just here along for the ride and wanting to make sure that this kid, you know, stays out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I call him Pash for short. <laughs> Don't call me Pash. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to keep calling you Pash. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so our setting, as all good D&D uh, uh, settings are, uh, you find yourself in a tavern, which is obviously the first one I drew is a tavern. <laughs> because what D&D campaign does not start in a tavern? You all meet in a tavern. <laughs> you are currently uh, speaking to a man named Wiggins, who is a potato salesman. He is uh, trying to hire your group because he's had some, uh, some sort of creatures that have been getting into his crop of potatoes. And from the descriptions of it, there being uh, small, oily creatures with very, very dark skin that leave behind puddles of goo, it's possible that it's some sort of fae. A man kicks open the door and just begins screaming at the top of his lungs about the end of times coming. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? <laughs> so as a 10-year-old <clears throat> child, I'm going to just be like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> to the end of times or... How many, the... <laughs> time, how many times do you hear someone walk into a room and say, oh, it's the end of time. Well, if I'm being honest, I've never really heard that before. Really? I hear it all the time. Oh, you've never heard it before. I mean, I've had people preach that the end of times is eventually going to come, but never that it's like now. Nah. What about the rest of you? I say we go fight the little potato. Uh, Wiggins kind of looks at you and is like, wait. You're fighting the potatoes or the things getting into the potatoes? Yes. Please don't smash my potatoes. <laughs> that sounds like a cool uh, band name. Smashing potatoes. <laughs> aren't those in the ground? Aren't they a little bit safe? Until, uh, unless we're smacking the ground. Well, well yes, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that if I hire you lot to protect my farm, then, you know, the, the potatoes will be safer. By the way, also, while uh, the guy that runs in talking about the end of times uh, runs in, I'm going to slip down under the table and cast Minor Illusion above the guy's head and make it look like the, the, the ceiling is falling. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just like pieces of the ceiling just start like crashing around him. I'm going to kick my feet back and uh, start eating my cup and just watch as this crazy goes on. <laughs> Your cup? Yep. Yes, I'm a goat. <laughs> <laughs> She's a satyr. She's chewing on the cup and Compassion is just kind of staring at her with an eyebrow raised and like, so, what, uh, at what part do you stop eating the cup? Do you eat all of it? Because there's metal rivets in that thing. <laughs> it's the best part. Would Alrighty. you like some food with them rivets? So, should no. we <laughs> should we be concerned about the feller who just came in the door there or just, you know, leave it alone? Yeah, I, mean, I suppose we can check it out. I mean, if it's the end of times, I'm not really worried about his potatoes. I'm going to sit here and Eat cup. Oh, what well, if... my potatoes aren't important enough. Got it. Not if the world is ending. What if the what if they're related? Oh. What if what if these things are a sign of the end times? Are they really the end times if you've heard it multiple times? I mean, that's kind of my point, but and for a ten year old, how many times is that really? A few. <laughs> I'm old enough. Are you sure? Old enough to go on adventures with you guys. <laughs> Are you really old enough to go on the adventures with us? Or did you just keep finding yourself in trouble? And so we decided to pull you out over and over again? No, no. Have I not proven myself? Cupcake is plenty capable. Cupcake? Cupcake. <laughs> Since when do you call me Cupcake. Well, she's never called you by your name there, sir. <laughs> Let's go check this out. 
Okay. <clears throat> As you guys walk across the tavern to this man that is just kind of grabbing anybody that's coming to and from, you know, the doorway, which he's still standing next to, and just shouting about some apocalyptic thing. It sounds like a bunch of nonsense. You hear the word Yanagu thrown in there. You hear something about hyenas and, and the Feast of Flesh and all these other things. It's It's just complete nonsensical. Like, this is a peaceful countryside. Like, they haven't even had goblin problems. <laughs> like, <laughs> other than this weird thing going with the potatoes, it's been really, really slow for a long time. <laughs> what are you doing scaring all these people? What are you talking about? Well, I'm not trying to scare them. I'm trying to ready them. There's obviously something coming here. The, the feast of flesh is upon us. Yanagu has risen from How the... How do you know? How do I know what? That all of that is coming. Well, have you not seen the signs? The crows have all been fleeing. The the hyenas have moved in. And, and gnolls have been spotted on the boundaries. This is clearly a sign of Yanagu. And apparently the ceiling is falling too. Ah, I hadn't even noticed that. <laughs> you see what I mean? Even our taverns and safe places are collapsing around us. That's just the kid. <laughs> you had to ruin it. Come on. We don't need people being more scared than they already are. It's uh, just going to cause hysterics and that just makes a mess of things. I mean, if you can't have fun at the end times. He's got a point. The end times are not the time to have fun. It is the time to stand up and push back against the darkness if the gnolls can be driven away and the hyenas can be stopped and the ravens and crows can be brought back we could perhaps stop the rise of Yanagu so is it a rise or is it an end? yes it's not really the end of times to believe me if Yanagu fully rises from the abyss it will be the end alright let's go let's go figure out what this Unagi thing is Yanagu yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. This is the demon god of slaughter. Ooh. All right, let's go check it out. <laughs> Where did you say it was again? Out on the boundaries of town, there have been small pockets of gnolls and hyenas appearing in raiding parties using strange weapons that look like they've been looted from just randomness. Why are you the only one telling us of this? Because I'm the only one who keeps my eyes open. My eyes are... Can I hit him? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Can I hit him now? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, would rather not be struck, but if I must be to get my message across, then I will accept whatever the gods threw my way. He said I could. I'm going to hit him. I uh, rolled a... Coach, coach, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Roll an unarmed strike, yes. I guess. <laughs> no. Do I believe him? Do you? Can I roll an insight? Yeah, go ahead and roll an insight. All right. Gotta get my character sheet back up again. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a plus zero, so. But it's an 11. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Hmm. Okay, so an 11 on an insight versus this guy's odd crazed ramblings what you're getting out of that is at the very least this man 100 percent believes what he's saying okay but it's kind of your choice on whether or not you believe what he's saying i mean joey does not believe him whatsoever but okay yeah <laughs> that's fair this this dude possibly crazy possibly completely sane like he he believes what he's saying yeah like joey believes that he has seen some like gnolls and stuff around his property or something and he's just going crazy okay. yeah <laughs> let's let's just go take care of these gnolls whatever the hyenas you said the hyenas are but a portent, but a harbinger of the gnolls. And the gnolls, of course, are but a harbinger and a portent of Yanagu's coming. All right, let's, let's I go mean, take care of the gnolls yeah. and, and stuff, and I'm sure that'll take care of it. Yeah, I'm going to detect magic to see if he's been charmed or anything. Okay, go for it. It's not a roll, so... <laughs> yeah, so you, you cast detect magic, and obviously you, you see, you know, 
little like small like wondrous items around the tavern you know stuff that people are carrying um there's there's like a broom in the corner that that has some sort of enchantment magic on it you figure it might be a self-sweeping broom stuff like that but other than that this guy doesn't seem to be affected by any kind of magic there's no like outline or glow coming off of him of any kind What is uh, what is the rest of the tavern doing? Um, there's a few people here and there. Like, there's one guy that like he came in and looked at it and kind of listened to what he was saying for a little bit, and then kind of you get the impression that he's like, "Well, if we're all gonna die," and he orders like five more ales. It <laughs> <laughs> just starts like the the barmaid brought them over to him, and he's just chugging them down. He's like, hey, "If we're all gonna die, might as well be completely out of it." <laughs> But uh, most people seem to be ignoring him. There's one guy that like panicked and ran out of the tavern and just like went out into the street screaming. <laughs> you said it was on the border of town. Is that north, south, east? Yes, on, west? on the on the outskirts of the farmlands. North, south, east. Th- that way. And he kind of points off to the, the like east of town. Hey potato farmer. Is your house that way? Um, well, I, I do have some of the farmland he was, he was talking about. My potato farm is that way, yes. Is that where the problems are for you? Yeah, have you seen any, any gnolls over there? And he kind of looks at the guy and goes, it depends. Um, if I say no, are you still going to look into my crop? No. Then yes, I've seen gnolls (laughs) on my farm. They're everywhere. I told you they were they were connected. Joey's right again. Sorry, cupcake. If if anybody wants to roll a history or, or rather an arcana check to see if you can tell what the things this farmer has been describing. Oh wait. Can I while she's doing that, can I, I think that's the role cast of the night Mage so Hand and the guy that ordered the five drinks, can I try to like pants him with my mage hand? Well, he's currently sitting, like while he's while he's ordering the drinks. He he like oh he just oh, okay yeah he right. raised his hand to like call the barmaid over. Okay, I want to try to tie his uh, shoes uh, boots together then with whatever. <laughs> Roll me an evens or odds to see if he would if he's wearing boots. So pick evens or odds. Okay. And then if it's in your favor on the roll, then he'll have bootlaces. Okay. Evens, he'll have bootlaces. Okay. Cool, cool. He does not have bootlaces. He does not have. It's just solid leather work boots, kind of like what I wear every day. All right. Then I don't cast Mage Hand. And <laughs> what? You don't want to take your 50 foot rope and wrap it around? <laughs> <laughs> I could, but it would be, a, I think that would be a lot more noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> just rope just starts snaking its way through. <laughs> Be funny. <laughs> I got an eleven on history. On on history on Arcana, you mean? Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen on Arcana. Um, they're not a super uncommon type of fey creature. It seems like what he's discussing has been messing with his potatoes and his farm is potentially boggins. They're like weird little fey spirits that leave behind like oil and just like this nasty little goopy crap everywhere they go and they're they're not like super it's not dangerous uh they're not super dangerous they're they're just kind of like they just like to cause havoc and chaos and mess with people so at the very worst this guy might like like worst case scenario he slips in a puddle of oil and like hits his head on something but they're not gonna intentionally like try to kill him (laughs) (laughs) they just like potatoes they just not even that. They just crop. like to mess with people. They could, yeah, they could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was. I think that would probably end the the role play session of that. Yeah. Um. Do we want to move on to the next one? Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's roll it. Well, you'll, who was, you'll who stay. was next in initiative? Oh, that's true. Uh, I rolled a nineteen. Nineteen thirteen. I think you were a nine. So I think you were next because I was real low. I think it was an eight. I don't want to go after Blake. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't me because I was like, there's no way I'm going to do as good as that. <laughs> also been doing this a few years longer than you. Exactly. So. <laughs> and I don't get a whole lot of chances to do mine that often. So 
<laughs> we could change that. Why not? But <laughs> I would I'm love. Also... I would love to play yours next week. Mm. I, yeah, I would love to prepare for next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, viewers. I don't do voices, so uh, get over it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you guys find yourselves. You're on the roadside. You're traveling outside of this town to the next one. Um, and a cranky goblin comes up to you and um, is just berating you guys and yelling at you for being on his land. Um, what do you do? You said we're, we're traveling down the road mm-hmm. and a cranky goblin approaches us and starts berating us that we're on his land? Yes. We're, we're on the road. It's my road. Um, good, sir. Uh, might I ask what your name is? Pierce, I get off my road. Your name is Pierce. Yeah. Well, Pierce, I'd like to tell you something. This land is actually not owned by anybody. It's public property owned by the local lord. He takes out like a, a little sign, a little stake on it, and he shoves it into the ground. Mine, and it says Pierce. Is land. Well, I'll tell you what, and I walk over to the sign, and I bend down, and I lick it, and I go, well, now I've licked it, that makes it mine. He licks the ground. <laughs> Compassion just looks at the ground and goes I really wouldn't have done that you, We're on a path Do you know how many horses piss on this? Yeah I do, it's my land And as he says that The land starts to turn into quicksand And you guys start to sink Oh uh, Well That is a good Thing to figure out Uh <laughs> Well, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, to make sure that everybody has a better chance of getting out of this, I'm going to cast Bless and target my companions so that whatever we roll trying to get out of this, we now have plus a D4. Okay. Before you do that, I'm going to try Counterspell. Oh. Okay. Third level Counterspell. There you go. Uh, So... Just to be noted, Pierce is also sinking. Oh, so it, ooh, so I, have, it wasn't You have him. to spell magic instead. <laughs> I do. Uh, you do? Yeah, I can do that. I can dispel magic. So what does, what does the, the thing do? What does your, what does your uh, spell do? Uh, choose a creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on a target's end uh, for each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level on a successful check spell end. I have to see if there's a spell that does <laughs> <laughs> literally just, just make it up. There's not a spell that does that. It's not magic. There you oh. go. So, so a counter spell wouldn't work either yeah, then. Okay, so we both uh, expended spell slots to do slots? nothing. Okay, <laughs> I, I did. I did. Bless, well, you did. So yeah. I expended a spell slot, but mine is not. Okay, determined I... by a roll or anything. You guys just don't have bless on you now. Okay, is there a tree around or like a fence or something? There are trees, but since you guys were in the road, they're like twenty feet off because you know. That's the, that's fine. No. I'm taking rope out of my bag yeah. and uh, tying it off to my scimitar and throwing it. Okay. okay. Roll it. Country. Oh. Add a one d four. Because you is you is blessed. Uh, Hashtag 19. blessed. Yeah, we need rope a tree. Awesome. You grab the rope. I'm going to grab the rope with one hand and I'm going to grab uh, um, Joey Joey with the other hand and just kind of push him up in front of me at like a higher spot on the rope and then start trying to climb out. Okay. I will grab the rope as well and, and start trying to pull myself out with, with the help. I'm going to roll to see if the uh, tree can support all you guys. All right, I got a knife. You guys are... Uh... The tree is strong. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice sturdy oak. Uh, you guys are pulling yourselves out of the quicksand, um, but Pierce starts to just absolutely panic and try to climb up you guys to get out. He's like using you, y'all as a 
a ladder or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll um, reach back with my tail to give him something to hang on to. Yeah, no, he doesn't do that. He's he's literally trying to grab anything else. He doesn't want to help. He wants to do it himself. So do, Does it seem like he's panicking like him. he did not do this? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely panicked. This is not normal for his land. Okay. It's definitely happening. So um, roll an acrobatic to see keep up with the rope as he scrambles. <laughs> That did not sound Add a good. D4. I'll do a digital roller since the dice are too far away from me. <laughs> we have more dice. I have a boatload of dice. That's not an issue. Uh, I rolled a 17. I rolled a soft 20. A nice. 6. All right. So um, Joey is being carried by compassion. So y'all are doing fine. Um, but Kaya? Kaya. Kaya, you you kind of lose lose hold of the rope for a second. <laughs> is uh is uh I'll put out my too? tail and give something Kaya to hang on to. <laughs> Thank you. <That's... laughs> Coach Hedge has already made it out. She's sitting on the side. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. The DMPC has arrived. <laughs> nice. Coach uh, Hedge was too wise to get stuck in the quicksand. <laughs> uh, if I if I'm out already, I'll try to um, also help um, the two of them out. Obviously, uh, compassion first because he was right behind me. But I'll if I see that uh, Kaya is struggling, I'll try to help her. Yeah. All right. You guys get out of the quicksand. It's uh. It's back to normal ground now. Uh, <laughs> you said this was your land. How did you not tell us about that? That's new. And he takes a stake and runs off. And he goes and plants it in a different spot. So it obviously wasn't his land. Apparently not. Uh, when he plants the stake in the next spot, does that start turning into quicksand? Sure. Yeah. It's oh, the sign. It's the sign. Somebody gave him a cursed sign. <laughs> yeah, that'd do it. They're technically magic, but I mean, it's up to you whether it's or not a different kind of magic. magic. Would actually yeah, it doesn't do. matter. <laughs> anyway, all right, job guys. Um, well, since since oh, that's yeah. happening, um, I'm gonna go ahead and point to uh <laughs> to, to Pierce, and I'm gonna cast protection from evil and good, <laughs> just to try to make sure that that kind of thing doesn't happen to him anymore. Because he may be a little butthead, but you know, everybody deserves help. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ariel, you are up next. All right, guys. I also do not really do voices unless <laughs> other people are doing voices and I just so happen to pick it up by accident. So, Ariel's a mimic. <laughs> Pretty much. But not the not the, you know, kinda treasure like, box kind of mimic. Kind of like be. that kind that that time when I was playing the dude that had the slightly Russian accent and you were playing the guy with the Irish one and we kept switching. <laughs> it was Scottish. It was Scott, yeah, yeah. But we kept switching. Yep. <laughs> Wait, no. Why am I voicing your character? <laughs> All right. We are in town center. We're in a busy market, uh, dusted grounds, dust everywhere flying from so many people walking and uh all these small carts of vendors that have come in with wares from all over the world. And uh, you hear people screaming, come get you this, come get you that. Get this food, get that. Uh, come natural tonics. We catch them, you buy them. <laughs> you guys are dazed with so many different smells and people and song and dance all around you that all of a sudden you find yourself pushed into a middle of a combat circle. And uh, all of a sudden you hear this dwarf pirate named Loon and he's, oh, we've got new contestants here. We've got a the, the, uh, child over here. Whoa, and whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. We've got uh, little... I did not put my name in the in the cup. I did. I did it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> you put my name in the cup. Yep. Let's do this. Obviously, coach. coach is lying. Okay, maybe, but it doesn't matter. Let's do this. <laughs> what kind of combat is this? Is this is not to the death, is it? Yes, it is. Is it, please? No. 
What kind of combat is this? Is this just like for funsies or what? Well, of course it's for fun. What do you think we are? Animals? Listen, I've been some weird places where they put you in a gladiatorial thing and then they want you to kill each other. You say animals and I do look... Uh... And then I look down at my feet, which are weird bestial type feet. And then I look down at and, my feet. And and kind of look <laughs> upward towards the horns on my head. <laughs> I'm a human, so I just look at my feet and go... <laughs> <laughs> Humans, most violent animals of all. Well, you're in Shut here, up. aren't you going to play then? I am. We're playing. Uh, what are the rules? I don't understand. We've just kind of we stumbled into this. We never actually signed up for anything. You walked into the circle. That's how you sign up. I got pushed. Can't you see the signs? I got pushed. He got pushed. He fell into me. I fell into hedge. And there are so... no signs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I look around, I'm like, uh, (laughs) there's no signs around here, bud. Are you blind? Uh There, 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 and there. I see nothing. What are you feeding this kid? That's the carrot. Well, (laughs) well, while he's, while he's looking around, um, while he's looking around, I'm going to press to digitate, like, uh, because I can make a small trinket in my hand and just hold up. And it, it's this tiny little sign that looks like it's uh, planted in my gauntlet, and all it says on it is bad. And I just go, is this one of your signs? That's uh, not a good sign. That's no. not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Stole my joke. <laughs> <laughs> I make a, a another minor illusion that has like a little uh, measuring tool, and it just says wrong on it. This is so, uh, this is wrong on so many levels. <laughs> well, this is a combat. Are you going to it's play or not? Level, We've it's got one level. fisticuffs. We've got arrow uh, shooting. We've got uh, sword fighting. We've got spell casters. We've got attack an animal. You've got all sorts of options. Why would we attack an animal? I can do it all. Let's do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Coach, I don't think I've ever seen you pick up a bow in your life. I... Uh, so? <laughs> <laughs> I can do some casty, blasty stuff, but it's still, I'm still, like... You're underaged. Well, I don't think you should be a part of this. <laughs> How old do you think I am? Like seven. I'm ten. Oh, jeez, ten. And a half. Of course, and a half. There's the pen over there for mutton busting for him, if you want. There, you could do that. Does that Sex. sound like something How fun for you? How is he supposed to learn with that attitude? <laughs> Throw him in with the bears. <laughs> I didn't bring any bears. Do you think I could put bears this far? What kind of fighting ring is this without bears? Does Kaya turn into a bear? <laughs> 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 yes, Kaya turns into a bear. <laughs> we brought a bear. Good for you. <laughs> Listen, we're just again, I I got to say it, we're just trying to go we're just trying to go about our business in town. Somebody shoved us into this. We're not really looking to get in a fight except for coach. She's always looking to get in a fight. You're upsetting the, the dogs. They wanted to play f- a bit. Why won't you play with them? I'm not gonna kill a dog. No, don't kill a dog. How am I supposed to fight a dog with a sword without killing it? You're not using a sword with the dog. What on earth would I be using? You, you use them to fetch the arrows after you've uh, let them go. Well, I've not got a bow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw some javelins at your target if you want the dogs to chase after something, but I'm not paying anything to get into this. <laughs> it's all based off of prizes. There's prizes? Oh, I'm fighting now. Let's do this. <laughs> all right, your first contestant is coach. Do it. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only competitor that said she's doing it. <laughs> It's true. 
Or you could fight the bear. I don't think so. It's just Kaya. Yeah, we've seen Kaya fight. She's brutal. Alrighty. Oh no! Oh no! I guess it's not my turn. Epic. Dan rolled a nat one on he his did. sleight of hand check to try to grab the cups full of things to draw, and uh, yeah. they all fell on the floor. Yeah, he didn't want to grab at one cup, he wanted to grab them all at the same time. So instead he just I knocked them over. Them all at the same time. I... Yeah, damn. Apparently you're more dexterous. Alright, so... Oh, boy. This one... Oh my goodness. You look so excited about what you've got. It's it's great prompts. I just don't know how to connect them. <laughs> um, Do it. Do it. Kill him. All right. So. Jeez. Uh, you all have been contracted to... Um, to hunt down a missing person um, that was taken by what people could only assume is a beholder. So you are... Well, I'm fresh out of gourds. <laughs> Stab it with a sharp gourd. Uh, um, so you are uh, directed towards what people believe is the Beholder's Den. And you find, sitting outside of it, looking in as a just a curious little halfling girl, very, very small, very, very small, because she looks no older than maybe two years old. And... She is just laughing and giggling outside this thing, looking in, uh, trying to find what's in there. And you walk up to her, and she's like, Hi. My name's Tia. Your name is what, Lassie? My name's Tia. Tia. Yeah. What are you doing at Beholder's Cave? What's a Beholder? You know, big floaty thing, lots of eyes. Oh, that's my friend. You're my he's my friend. Your friends with a beholder. Yeah, I'm I'm playing hide and seek with him. Yeah, that's right. I feel like he's got an unfair advantage. Why? He's got a lot of eyes. Well, that's what makes it fun. Cause I try really hard to hide and then he finds me every time. But I just try and find whatever place I can I can find to hide. Are you hiding now? Yeah. But we open? found you. Well, you're not looking for me, are you? Well, about that. I don't know. Who are you looking for? Uh, you are looking for a um a dwarven man. Uh, he runs the um. He runs the apothecary back in town, um, and he was out looking for, um, you know, herbs and, and herbs, not herbs, uh, chemicals and things to mix in for his alchemical stuff. Um, but he went missing, and his partner came back and kind of told everybody, hey, my partner's missing. Um, and he told you kind of where he went missing and, and, uh, pointed you towards the beholder's den. If I look in the den, do I see any? Uh, make a perception check. Yeesh! <laughs> that doesn't sound terribly encouraging. Ten. Ten. Uh, you see cave. It's very dark. Um, do you have dark vision? Yes. Um, you see about 60 feet in, and your vision just kind of stops. Um, 
you don't see anything moving. You don't see anything that would trigger any, you know, senses or anything. Where'd you see him last? Uh, I mean, he was in his home. He was looking for me. Where's his home? In there. And might I ask you a question? Uh, who's you? You just did. I'm going to ask you more. Okay. Who's your parents and do they know you're out here? Oh, my, my parents are not here anymore. And what do you mean by that? They, they went bye-bye. Like they left you? They went bye-bye permanently. Oh, I see. And how did that happen? Um, did it have anything to do with the uh, fella in there? No, no, he's my friend. He would never do anything like that. Can I insight? Sure. Pretty sure I have bad insight, guys, but uh, here we go. Dear, how old are you? I am this many, and she holds up two fingers. Nineteen. Nineteen? As far as you can tell, she believes that, that her friend has not made any... Like, he was around... Like, he, she believes that he was around when it happened, but didn't see what actually happened. So he just... Or she just thinks that uh, her friend uh, came and rescued her from whatever happened. Who cares for you, dear? My friend. He takes care of me. No grandparents? No aunt or uncle? I don't know. Have you seen a dwarf come in here? Like a man? Dwarf? Uh, maybe a long time ago. How long ago do you mean? Like a long time ago. Well, she's only... <laughs> is he in the cave right now yeah with the dwarf or the beholder yeah the, wait what the, oh, I, I was know. asking about the dwarf so I was asking who's in the cave your friend or oh the the, the little little man with the beard alright I go and get is he alive he's sleeping oh, no. I go is he cave. permanently <laughs> sleeping I mean, it's, he's been sleeping for a long time, so maybe. Oh, great. Well, well the apothecary's probably dead, and uh, this thing in the cave probably killed this child's parents and is now keeping this child for God knows what reasons. I mean, she seems happy. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, she's better. She looks well fed, right? And she kind of goes, like, skipping off trying to find a new hiding spot because you found her. Who's good at sneaking? I'm good at everything. Who's good at being quiet? I'm good at everything. You're not good at being quiet. <laughs> mm, depends on if the kid uh, feels like being quiet or mischievous. The kid? Which kid? You! Johnny! Joey. Joey, Joey whatever it That's is. Joey. That was... <laughs> wait, wait. You turn into animals, yeah? Yes. Could you turn into, like, perhaps a spider and go in there and See if our feller friend in there is, uh, you know, still breathing. Of course I can do that. Just, you know, avoid the eyes. And, um, if, uh, <laughs> if it does see you and it decides to mess with you any, um, make a lot of noise so that we know to come in there and help you. Or at the very least to send in good old wrecking ball over here. Any, uh, any gestures, gestures to hedge. I'm just walking because I already switched into a spider. I'm, I'm hearing him as I go, but I'm too slow to move that fast, so I can still hear him in the distance. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to find out if he's dead? Well, he's... he's... Yes, you, you, you find out he's that dead. he's, he's <laughs> dead. Yes. You Great. Found, you found a dead body. 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to do it. Yeah, that was that was the last prompt I I was going to go for and I forgot to have you actually go in and find it, but <laughs> So, as you can see, there are several different ways to play your characters. There's going to be characters that forefront in certain scenarios and others that hang back and don't talk much. And that makes for a well-balanced campaign that way. Yeah. But as long as you play true to your character. And generally, if you're DMing and you notice that one person's not really, you know, hasn't done anything in a while or perhaps hasn't gotten the chance to talk in a while, then it's okay if you're the DM to kind of like sort of toss the ball their way and be like, hey, Joey, what are you doing during all this? Or, 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 Hey, Kaya, you know, everybody's, everybody's kind of doing this little thing. What are you doing? Like what, what's Kaya doing right now? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And just, just kind of, it, it helps keep things a little balanced. Cause a lot of the times what I've noticed at tables is like, they'll end up being somebody who is either less experienced or just doesn't feel like they can interject in this or, or is worried that they're going to step on somebody else's thing. And so, so they just kind of, not necessarily intentionally, but they'll just kind of be quiet and shut off and stuff like that. And and that's kind of everybody's job to make sure that everybody gets to play. But more than that, it's it's sort of the DM's responsibility to be like, okay, this has been very heavily one-sided. Let's throw it to somebody else and, and see what they want to do for a bit. Yeah. And on top of that, too, like a, a lot of the things that I really love about D&D is is character growth and through uh through role play is a, a lot of how that happens and like even just through this these little scenarios here i know for me personally even though it wasn't a full campaign or anything i felt like joey had some character growth with just learning how like me personally actually needs or like growing in that character of how does he do his pranks and how does he, you know, mm-hmm. interact with this world as a young adventurer that is being protected by one person and trained by another. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Where it's just like, okay, how does this balance out? And it, it's really fun for me to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. What do you guys, what do you guys think? I think it's definitely um, each character makes that difference. Um, the stronger you have an idea for your character, the better, because oh, yeah. um, that makes a huge difference. There, there are times where it's a one shot and we don't have time to really dive in as deep and you got 20 minutes to come up with a character. And sometimes that gets a little bit harder until you find that little bit of a niche of yeah. what that character's personality really is. So, like, for example, like, I have a character named Rosie, and she's a little crazy, but uh, for a DM to deal with, but a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm the DM for Rosie, and I find Rosie to be delightful. (laughs) (laughs) One of our other players, like, almost died laughing the last, not not our last episode, or not episode, but session. Um, The first session we did with, with him, he was just like almost on the floor laughing so yeah Yeah. so typically for my characters i tend to be the control or the party member that reins people in and balances the the group yeah most of the time Um, yeah (laughs) i purposely chose rosie to be the complete opposite of that chaos monkey (laughs) exactly and so sometimes that can be a lot of fun of really honing in and and diving deep on a character that way and that's another thing too that's great about role playing is you can kind of let go a little bit for yourself about like how you normally act and throw a different side of yourself onto a character and be like this is how this character acts I'm going to act like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know. So so everybody has their different method for how they get into things and and sometimes when you make a character it's a real winner and sometimes you make a character and then as you role play them you kind of go i don't really like this one like i've i've done that before where i played one session as a character i made and it was supposed to be like a four or five session thing and i played the one session and was like man i i have no inspiration to play as this guy and i i went and talked to the dm and 
we worked it out and he was like, okay, yeah, I can write the guy out and we'll throw another dude in there so that at least you can have some fun. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Sometimes a character concept is super fun in your head and then you put it on like into actual play and it's just boring. It's just boring (laughs) because that was his problem. Like mechanically, he was great. Role play wise, he was boring. Yeah. And, And I ended up swapping out and getting to play my first ever session with Worm. Ah. and so sometimes what you come up with on the spot is a real winner you know like (laughs) (laughs) cool what about you Heather what are you doing during all this this? (laughs) (laughs) leaning against the wall (laughs) Um, yeah I mean I agree with all of you guys I feel like you come up with a character concept and then in the actual game it grows and it can become something totally different from started like even atreya i had this whole like idea for her Mm -hmm. and then over the course of me and blake talking after sessions i've kind of shifted where i want her to go and she's still obviously the same character but um it can kind of slightly different motivations and well no no, her mechanically why she's going to be a little her her motivations and personality are bleeding into the decisions that heather is making for the character Mm -hmm. cool i like it Sometimes you end up with uh, a really boring blood hunter that has nowhere to go and no fun to ha- to be had, and then sometimes you end up with Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for those who don't know, we we talked about we talked about him on the last episode. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> that is. <laughs> or no, actually, his his uh, his opener is "Hey girl, hey." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's cool how sometimes in a one shot you can find a character that you're like, this one's really fun to play. And then you're like, I have nowhere else to play this thing. Can I throw him in a campaign? (laughs) I've already got characters playing in (laughs) these uh, campaigns, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm really having fun with this dynamic and I would I like play a whole. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so DM? far, I'm like, I have yeah, no idea. I really but... like it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that becomes one of the big banes of your existence when you start playing D&D and, and making these characters that you get really excited about and, and are going to have fun with. Like um, like like the, the characters that, that I was using today, like you barely scratch the surface of what you've designed for this person and you go, man, I really need to play them in a longer campaign. And then you end up with like 15 of those characters that, yep. <laughs> that you're just sitting on and they're, they're sitting there in your app or you've got a character sheet drawn up for them and all that stuff. And you just go, man, I really need to play this guy somewhere. And then you're already involved in four to five different yeah. campaigns and you go 30 years later, you just go, there is no possible way I can fit this dude in anywhere. Like, <laughs> like we've, we've got, Worm and Dan's campaign. We've got Isaiah as the floater for the one shots. We've got uh, my Curse of Strahd character who we don't play that campaign anymore. So he's he's kind of just gone. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, Beyond Witch like character who he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's so many characters that like I, I got super in depth and in detail about them. And then it's just eh, maybe I'll play them again someday. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's the same thing for for my uh beyond Witchlight and curse of stride characters where like i actually came up with some decent backstories for them and i worked like with ariel on uh the backstories especially for uh logan where like there was a whole love interest there and like or at least one-sided and (laughs) (laughs) and like now they're kind of gone and I don't get to explore that character anymore, except for the fact that I didn't really like that character, like play wise. I loved the backstory, but he was just a terrible so rogue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to use press the digitation to pee his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We uh, he 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 crit failed like three stealth rolls in a row, and and crit failed a, a charisma check trying to get out of something. And my guy was hiding in the bushes next to him. And so I used prestidigitation to put the stench of alcohol on his breath and then soil an object and I made it smell like urine. So I, <laughs> I, I fake peed his pants and made him smell like alcohol so that he could just convince. And, and I think you had used disguise self 
or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so you you yeah. looked like one of the guards that was off duty that yep. like shouldn't be there right now, but wouldn't be super out of place there. And then you were just stumbling around and acting drunk. Yeah. And you got advantage <laughs> because I I peed your pants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And it worked. It I worked into wonderfully. The house and they brought him nap. to the barracks. They put him on one of the carts. They gave him a bucket to clean himself with. Like, it was wonderful. Yep. It was a great scenario without ever doing a good roll. With a whole <laughs> bunch of crit fails attached to it. But that's why you have party members, right? They yeah. You. That's why you have party members, and that's why you have role play that just works with it, and you can make a fun situation out of just terrible roles yep. yeah that <laughs> ones can bring forth like just the best of the horrible like yeah it's so much fun. yeah the the nat ones cause as much character growth as a nat 20 does yeah. I think it's almost o- often more. oftentimes more you yeah. know especially if you start incorporating like different failures into your character's oh yeah personality now like that that same warlock that i used to to pee logan's pants um previously in the campaign he had almost drowned like three times because every time we had to like okay we're crossing this you know river and it's got a pretty big current and okay well not one athletics he almost drowned okay well another time we were got on a raft and we were paddling down a river and the boat flipped and and i was like okay well you guys have to swim roll athletics not one so like through through four different nat ones, yeah. he now just has this perpetual fear of water and will not go near it and just yep. like fights tooth and nail to have any other option. And it's like that never would have happened if I hadn't gotten those crit fails. Yeah. Like that just turns into a personality trait that it's like, yeah, maybe next time I get in water, I roll a nat 20 and swim like I was born in the water. But <laughs> it's way more but fun to incorporate yeah. your failures and make it a part of who you are yeah and you either get past that fear with that note that 20 or it just kind of like perpetuates it of like mm, i'm i'm doing well but no <laughs> one of one of the the funniest examples of that that i've ever seen was in a, a campaign that i was listening to and one of the the characters were talking about these undead that were you know plaguing this area and one of the guys was like, hey, can I roll an arcana to see if I know what this type of creature is? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he rolls in that one and just looks at the DM. Looks down for a second and kind of thinks about it and goes. Undead aren't real. <laughs> and that just became a part of his character for the longest time. Like they would face zombies and other kinds of, you know, undead creatures. And he's like, what is this thing? It's like it's. It's like alive, but it shouldn't. It's like it's unliving or something like that. And they're like, it's undead, you moron. And he's like, that's not a thing. Everybody keeps telling me that's a thing. One of their points of contact was a lich. Oh, jeez. And <laughs> and he just, he would not, he refused to believe that the undead existed. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do one last scenario. Um, and see how it goes from there okay so essentially what we have set up with our party dynamic is um joey has uh gotten some sort of power from some sort of strange being and is currently being protected because he's uh pudding soft uh he's currently being protected by compassion and coach who are trying to get him to a school where he can safely learn his his magic and and not get into shenanigans and you know have instructors that can teach him how to control it and whatnot and uh kaya over here is a sailor and she has granted all of you or all of us i suppose passage on a ship uh she knows the captain and he owed her a favor and so she goes and grants us passage because this school that we're taking joey to is sadly across the sea um so you guys have been out at sea for a few days now um you're all kind of gathered up on the deck uh the captain has kind of granted each person a different job on board the ship just to make sure that like yes you're getting free passage but you're also kind of pulling your own weight you know in a sense so um uh joey over here has been uh sent to the kitchen uh to help the 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 ship's cook He's just dicing vegetables and stuff, and he's he's cut himself several times because they're, 
I mean, what moron trusted him with a knife? But <laughs> um, Kaya, of course, has been the most helpful on the ship because she's a sailor. She knows what she's doing. Um, she's been helping with uh, rigging and stuff like that with the sails and whatnot because it's easier for her to climb and get to the weird places because she can just wild shape, get where she needs to get, and then do what she got to do. Sorry, guys, I'm not a sailor. I don't know my proper lingo. <laughs> get over it. I'm a dungeon master. <laughs> And of course, uh, uh, Pan, or not Pan, jeez, I'm sorry, I'm mixing up your characters. Coach uh, has, has had a twofold job. Any kind of heavy lifting that has been on the ship has been sent straight to her. And also, uh, whenever they're all needing to kind of work together and, and do their thing, she's generally up at the front shouting out the orders and, and kind of like keeping them in line and, and leading them in the different chants and, and songs and stuff like that to, to help everybody work together. And uh, Compassion has kind of been uh, just told to go and do what she's doing. And then a lot of times he's sent below deck to help clean and bail water out and stuff like that and try to keep the living quarters dry because they kind of look at him and go what can you do mm -hmm. and he made the mistake of showing them that he can cast prestidigitation and clean things and they said ah cabin boy <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have all been uh, granted a break at this moment and are kind of meeting up on the deck enjoying the the breeze and the spray of the sea and the wind in your hair <laughs> you know all that fun stuff <laughs> what are you guys doing Oh, to be on the sea again, this is best. Isn't this the best, you guys? Yeah, I could get used to this. <laughs> Joey, over the side of the deck. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just I had one too many carrots. <laughs> Why is it always carrots? Anyhow, it's, no, it's, it's not really my favorite thing. Do you know how hard it is to maintain chainmail and, you know, metal armor and things of that sort? With salt water getting all over it all the time. No, I, I don't deal with that. It's I'd... constant maintenance. And and as you look at him, he's sitting there like polishing his shield and, <laughs> and trying to get like a little rust and water spot off of it and, and just keep it clean. Why don't you just put that below deck and uh, put some regular clothes on for now? Well, that's where the chainmail is currently, but I'm, I have to keep the sword and the shield clean and polished and all that stuff. If rust starts to set in, I'm going to have to get all new equipment. Don't you have magic for that? I don't have magic that gets rid of rust. Shit. Yeah, that'd be great, but I don't. <laughs> so mineral oil and constant maintenance. No, but that chainmail, I, I put it in a, in a sackcloth and dipped it in wax. At least I don't have to deal with that. So I have a, I have a quick question. Um, this school that y'all are bringing me to... What is it? Like, what, what am I going there for? Well, I think Hedge would be the best one to answer that, seeing as how she's actually employed by the school. Who? I don't know who Hedge is. When are you going to let the boy call you by your name? Name is Coach. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, the school. It, uh, She'd be great at answering it if she'll stop chewing on the railing for a moment. <laughs> I let go of <laughs> for a moment, only to say it's uh, it's gonna teach you about magic and stuff. I mean, I I can do magic. I'm pretty decent at it. Yeah, but like, but eh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. They told me to get you. You're special. I'm more or less just along for the ride. You know, I saw you in trouble once and figured I'd help you out. Had nothing better doing. Well, all right. Well. Lead on, my friends. Well, we're not really leading anywhere. That we go where the ship goes. Yeah, sorry, I get <laughs> confused sometimes. <laughs> sorry. And uh, uh, as you as you uh, stumble over to the railing to release the latest uh, carrots and pickled eggs that uh, you've eaten on the ship. <laughs> Who dare serve pickled eggs on a <laughs> ship? <laughs> As you as you uh, lean over the railing to 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 expel the latest filth from your body, um, you see these forms in the water that seem to be they they blend in fairly well, uh, but you see it's like slightly different colored green, and it's moving 
through the waves and and they they seem to be getting closer and darting in and out and of of your of your line of sight and then as you're about to turn and say something a grappling hook fires out of the water and lands on the railing right next to you ah! and sticks into the wood damaging it and you know that the captain is going to be furious because he's very picky about it all has had several screaming matches with coach about chewing on different timbers and how expensive it is to replace them and all that stuff and then you see more and more start flying up onto the deck and the guy at the crow's nest just screams out we're being boarded i don't know what it is yet everybody roll initiative well, thanks for listening to Critical Friendship. Uh, if you have any questions concerning anything we discussed today, you can email us at criticalfriendshippodcast at gmail.com or comment on our Instagram at criticalfriendshippodcast. And we will try to answer as many as we can on our next episode. Join us next time where Dan and I will be reciting the entirety of Monty Python and the Holy Grail from start to finish with accents and sound effects. But as for now, ah, dang it, I rolled in that one on giving the outro.